You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Good evening, welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm John, I'm your host for this evening. And this is becoming a, a regular occurrence. I'm joined by John and Chris. How are you doing? Evening. Evening, guys. So, first things first. Uh, what are you drinking? I'm having a wee iron brew tonight. Um, got my stag weekend this weekend, so saving the booze for then. Oof. Oh, stag weekend. Uh, what about you, Chris? I'm on the Pepsi Max again. Pepsi Max again. Are you off your stag, do John? Up to the lovely Aviemore. The lovely Aviemore. Never been. Oh well. Actually, you won't remember it anyway if it's a stag day, so you need to go again. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should mention, we've asked before about getting a, a season folk tweeted us uh, about anything. And we did get a, a tweet about pies, which made us extremely happy. Uh uh, Mark at 83. I know him well. <laughs> no, you know him? Uh, he sent us a picture of a lasagna pie from his local butcher, which looks tremendous. Looks uh, oh boy. So, we need to be getting that sent or something like that. We would do like to try that. Hmm. Yeah, it looks tremendous. If you, if you check the account out and then check the tweet from Mark at 83 from yesterday. I don't know on the pie looks like it's been bashed about a wee bit slightly or someone's t- taking a wee bit of the crust off it but oh aye it looks good so I'll be running it right in about that uh, so that was good news uh, bad news the, the weekly bad, bad news really <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm in match to the day two here uh, aye charity bets can we not take the blame last week Right, we and we in good faith decided that Motherwell under Mark McGee were going to get stuffed at the weekend. Might have happened. They sacked McGee. That's not our fault. Mm-hmm. That came after the podcast. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. If, I don't know if McBookie has a a law whereby if the manager changes a mark, change if our team changes manager, you get your your state back at it. But I that would be handy for us. But I bit of a nightmare. Uh, Kelly lost two one. Sorry, I've been one though. Well, we got that bit right. See, see, where there was no managerial change, we were spot on. So, I'm, I'm claiming a moral victory here. It's, it's not uh, our fault. It's Motherwell's fault. A, a single bet on Stirling Albion might have been all right odds as well. But, uh, probably. Uh, we need to start doing singles at this rate. <laughs> we're still feeling that. Uh, sing, single bankers, and we'll get we'll, 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 one to twenty, and we'll, we'll, we'll put, we can put money on like Celtic beating. I don't know. Who's been up when it's who's been after Rangers? I guess like <laughs> when it's Celtic is say like Hamilton or something like that and they've got one in twenty and that'd be the one time that Celtic don't win. Aye. Actually, uh, I, should have, I should I really shouldn't encourage it. I know. <laughs> Give them talking to. <laughs> on the yeah, plus side, um, like Greg did seem pretty happy on Saturday that we the, the the charity bet had once again uh, been a jinx and therefore helped his team win. Aye, that's not how it's supposed to work though, it's supposed no. to be if we put their, their Motherwell in the charity bit then they would lose or something like that, because that's why we try and avoid Aberdeen in the charity bit, um, so. Maybe I'll aye. take some of the blame this week because uh, I did the blog on McGee on the Sunday and they sacked him on the Tuesday, so maybe they read what yeah. I had to say and thought, we'll do what Simran did well at Shrey. Uh, your blogs are getting a bit deadly when it comes yeah. to managerial uh Managerial range. Yeah. Aye, so if you're a manager and you're like maybe on the brink of losing your job, if then maybe throw John some money so he doesn't write a blog about you. It's, it's a sure <laughs> fire, you're getting sacked, basically. Uh, but aye, the other charity bet we went for, aye, I can take blame for this one because it was my choice, was Ian Russell at Airdrie. Uh, that kind of failed epically as well. Um, Airdrie never even won the game. They lost to Strumnard, who have had a wee bit of an upturn since they changed their manager like a few weeks ago so aye that was rubbish as well um, I don't know why I'm going to even say I hopefully do better we'll see what happens so, like, if anyone's getting any suggestions 
Well, it's too late now because we never asked for them. Uh, so that doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> but maybe next week, give us some, give us some oh. options. Uh, so uh, it was quite a busy week with Scottish football. We had, well, we had a full Premiership card uh, between last midweek and the uh, Kilmarnock Motherwell game, which we mentioned. I suppose we should kind of mention, we probably won't talk about the Kilmarnock Motherwell game much, I don't think, but Chris Boyd, 200 goals. So that probably deserves a mention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while since uh, we had somebody that I think Alan McCoy was the last man to get 200 goals in the top flight in Scotland. Uh, yeah. And I, and I, th- I think I read something about Alan McCoy's last ever game professionally was also Chris Boyd's first. I thought it was an interesting really? start. Yeah. Uh, Is that like when Kilmarnock beat Celtic the last day of the season? Oh, they beat you 1-0 to get to Europe the same year you win the treble. 2001? Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure that's when Alan McCoy's made his last appearance. I might be wrong though. Can't remember. I, just, I don't even know if that's right. I just happened to read that recently. Jack gets like, like one of those like Alan McCoy's gave like this boy his old shooting boots, and that's how it all started or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what? 99 goals now for Kilmarnock, and he was 101 for the uh, Rangers. So one more, and that's him scored 100 goals for two clubs, which is pretty good as well. I can't be many that have done that. I wouldn't think. Is that, I thought it was said 99 for Kilmarnock and 101, so he's not quite reached 100 yet for Kilmarnock. Aye, that, not quite. Is that right? Yeah. Right. So. Uh, by the way, you were right, it was the last day of the 2000-2001 season against Celtic. That's when uh, Boyd made his debut and McQuist played his last game. <laughs> so there you go. And, uh, aye, it, was a, it was a home win <laughs> for Kilmarnock. <laughs> I've got no yeah. recollection of that game put us off. I think because, well, you'd already won the league like two months earlier and you were preparing for the Scottish Cup final. Right. One important one. Yeah. Um, so I... Anything else you wanted to talk about the Kawarnock Motherwell game? Nah. Nah, covered nah. it. Nah. <laughs> uh, we'll go back to last midweek then. Uh, Tuesday night, John and me were full of hope. Aberdeen with a terrific run. We were both going to the game, so I will get a wee meet up. We were both in good spirits before the game. Can I get a, good, a wee catch up? Seen the photo in the group chat. Oh, aye. Classic. <laughs> um, so, aye. Surely Hamilton and I will, will win that. However, yeah, we never kind of thought much about the, the ter- terrible record we've got at Hamilton Stadium. And we, we lost yet again. T- probably Hamilton and Jonah will chance in the game, I would say. Yeah, I probably, they had a few, they had a couple of sort of breaks up the park, which never came in because they were rotting at breaking. <laughs> Aye, they were rotting at breaking, and we were rotting at corners. Twenty-one corners. Uh, I was getting worried. I thought you were going to break your record of twenty-seven that we had against Morton. <laughs> um, it was aye, it was ridiculous. Out of those twenty-one corners, I reckon I counted about two that actually had a decent delivery. Two. Um, that, was, that was more than we had in the Morton game. So, so, so credit. Yeah, it's it, there, there's some curse in that stadium for us. It's got to be I me mean, because we were, we're it was so one sided game. But Hamilton, to be fair, them defended like they've probably never defended all season. Um, they defended very well, um, and some of our finishing crossing wasn't great. Granted, but got to give credit where it's due. It was just a frustrating night. Um, but hey ho. Aye, for all for all the corners we did have, though we didn't really create many chances in the game. So, aye, just one of those games. I think we could have played all night, no scored, uh, and definitely there's no doubt about we missed Johnny Hayes. But it's it's weird as well the fact that we've got such a terrible record there on their Astro surface, whereas at Kilmarnock we we have a really good good record. So you kind of put it down to the surface, I know maybe slightly different surfaces, but just. For whatever reason, we seem to struggle against someone. Because that's I twice th- they've beaten us. I think it's just bogey season. teams. It's like yeah. every, every so often, you seem to come up against a team that you struggle against. So, for you guys, a season that seems to be Hamilton a couple of seasons ago, it was like St. Johnson. Uh, we've obviously had issues with Inverness uh-huh. over the years. Um, okay. Even the, like, even the Lisbon Lions, it was a case of like, like they, were, they, they beat like everybody, but apart from Dundee United. <laughs> if you look back at the 66 67 season, Dundee United beat Celtic home and away. Yeah, it was, it was only, it was those two games and Voivodina were the only three games that Celtic lost that entire season. 
Yeah, I, the, the one for Aberdeen in the 80s and the Ferguson was Morton. Used to be the one that was the keeping buster every time they played them. Um, so I it was a bit of a sickness losing that because I think we were hoping maybe going 12 points ahead at Rangers. Um, much as Rangers would have been playing on Wednesday night. However, the gap got cut to six points because Rangers, after being 2 0 up, getting pulled back to 2 0, scored an injury time winner through Emerson Hindman to win 3 2 against St. Johnson. So that, um, the gap. The injury time, six points. That injury time winner also technically keeps Rangers in the title race. So in the 11 remaining games, you just have to make up the 33 uh, points and the 52 goals. <laughs> It's still, it's still mathematically possible. Well, is it all you can win it in like two weeks' time or something like that? Aye, uh, the SPG have the most confusing looking table I've ever seen. I just like to keep it simple. <laughs> Celtic needs seven points. Now, whether it's Celtic to get those seven points or it's a combination of Celtic getting a few points and Aberdeen dropping some, we need to wait and see. But at the moment, if both Celtic and Aberdeen keep winning, Celtic will win the league at Tynecastle. Uh, it's not going to be too long, let's put it that way. Um, it would need to take match fixing of extraordinary proportions for Celtic to throw this title away now. Uh, well, it's one of the all long since accepted that it's going to be Celtic winning the league, but it's just a case of when, not if. So. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I, I don't see it being any earlier than Tynecastle, but then a couple of weeks ago they said I didn't see it being any earlier than Party Thistle, and then obviously Aberdeen lost to Hamilton and that threw it out a bit. Aye. Um, the other midweek fixtures saw Party Thistle leapfrogged in D by in the top sets by winning at Dens Park and Ross County won away at Hearts and Celtic won at Inverness. So our biggest ever win in Inverness. Four 0 The best we'd managed before them was a four two and we were four 0 up in that game and we lost two late goals. I uh, you know mentioned that last week when we were doing our charity yeah. bet predictions. I think, I think. Did, uh, well that was that was that's Celtic's biggest ever one up there. Yeah, I've got a recollection of that. And then obviously I Ross County climbed the table as well by their one as well. So right. still very tight there, but you will probably say that it's between eighth and twelfth, maybe for who's going to get relegated. I'm stuck up there's there's only ten points between Thistle and six and Inverness and twelfth, so I'm still not entirely convinced. In fact, if results keep going the way they're going, St Johnson Hearts might get dragged into it, no? I don't know, I'd say I'd say Thistle and Dundee should be alright now. But I never know. I think they still need another couple of results to be Aye. safe. There's what, six games till the spot? Anything could happen six games. Exactly. Well, I say Hearts and St Johnson could technically still be dragged into it. I'd be surprised yeah. if it did, but you never know. I mean, what Hearts haven't exactly been picking up the, the good results lately, so. You know, so that'll go. Yeah, it's not clicking on the Cathro at all, is it? No, it's just really not. We need Hamish back to talk about him. Aye. Yeah. It may, yeah. it, it might, we might have to do a lot of bleeping, though. <laughs> uh, but, aye, the weekend fits as well, so go on to later. There's a couple of that. Tasty fixtures in terms of the, the battle to avoid relegation. So, before we move away from the midweek fixtures, can we just laugh at Celtic's second goal? I missed it. I was twenty seconds late into the the, the room to watch the, the second half, and I like Celtic were already doing up <laughs> because Inverness took took centre, played the ball backwards, nearly gave it to Dembele, played it to the goalkeeper, who then kicked it straight up there. <laughs> Dembele just knocked it off. Moved the ball. It's a ridiculous goal. Yeah, for a, for, that's the only bit of the goal. That's, that's the only bit of the game I've seen so Chris. Right, for, for a guy that played so well against Celtic the last time we were up there, it seems a bit of a shame for him to now have that on his record, especially after the, the goal they barely scored in the cup game that went through him. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't great either. So, um, aye, it was it was, it was a bit of a laugh. I, was, I, I did find it funny that I'd missed the goal by being 20 seconds late. So we had the Scottish Cup at the weekend, quarterfinals, and as predicted, they were all four home wins. Uh, Rangers at Har- against Hamilton on Saturday, I thought that was the one that might be the tightest, but it turned out to be uh, not at all. I think I called so, it, actually. I think uh, what I'd said of the four that was likely, that I thought would likely have a, an away win, it was going to be this one, even then I didn't think it would. And sure enough, it was that was the tightest of the four results. But even, even that game was a case of... 
Like, well, if this was, I think, had their first decent chance in injury time in the second half. So... Aye, we'll come on to that. We'll come on to that. We'll come back to that. So we'll start off with the Rangers. Yeah, the Rangers Hamilton game. Uh, we start off with referee decisions. Two Which awful one? referee decisions. Only two. I count three. Yeah. Because I, I, I reckon the Fotheringham handling outside the box was blatantly obvious. Uh, he, he actually dived back into the box with it. So either the linesman or the referee should have spotted that one. Neither did. Um, the penalty... I think I'm going to give John Beaton the benefit of the doubt with this one because for his angle, I could understand why he might have given it, but you see for other angles that oh. just falls over. That's right, Terrell had uh, Bruce Grobler legs. Aye. Aye. There, there is an arm around him, but the arm does nothing. It doesn't pull, it doesn't stop, It just it's just there. But for Beaton's angle, I could quite understand why he might think it'd been a pull. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt with that one. Um, Hamilton then can't defend worth a damn. <laughs> for the, any of the goals that follow including the second one but when it's 2-0 uh, Joey Gardner gets away with a ridiculous challenge well mm-hmm. if I'm being kind I'm going to say he swung at the ball and missed um, but really he just leathered his, uh, was it Dougie Emery actually yeah. I think it was uh, he just leathered him it's, it's, it's a, a clear a red card as you're going to see so he had one similar I, in the Hibs game with McKenna yeah yeah that was a red card was it not Aye. Yeah. Aye. So, what's the difference? The referee. He's seen it because he gave him a yellow card. Aye. Is that? Aye. He's seen it. So he's. For me, like there could be, like you've Fotheram's handball outside the box is a red card because if he doesn't do that, there's a striker right there to take the ball. Yeah. So uh, uh, now, at uh, nil nil, Rangers could have been done to ten men. Uh, they should have been done to. Uh, they should have been done an arm man with Joey Garner at two nil. So you would have to ask. Okay, Rangers did win 6-0 in the end. And Martin Cannon was quite rightly criticising his defence. But if those decisions go Hamilton's way, what a different game it could have been. Yeah, it certainly could have been. Um, I mean, I just don't get how that was only a yellow card for Garner. That was... And the fact that he he was... I don't know if you noticed, Garner was laughing after he fell on the floor. He was the only one. You know, he knew, um, you know, that... It was a wild challenge, and I don't know if that was his way of trying to get away with it. And the, the, no, has John Beaton said, ah, that's, that's a good one. There you go, there's a yellow for you. I don't know. But um, it's Hamlin's defending was like night and day from last Tuesday. They were shocking at the back. Um, and that's why they're near the bottom of the table. They just, put, they just totally gave up at two. And, um, when the third goal game went in, they just totally gave and said, right, on you go, Rangers have more if you, if you need to. Uh, it was it was pretty bad for, for Hamilton defensive perspective. So, well, it wasn't even defending. It was just I think they used up all the defender against Aberdeen. To be honest, aye, I think they had. But uh, obviously, they're up salt in the wounds after Garner not getting sent off. He's got a hat trick as well. So yeah. uh, that could kickstart his career at Rangers, maybe. Possibly. Uh, I mean, he, he struggled for goals prior to that. So is that him doubled his tally? <laughs> so, it can't be far off because mm-hmm. he hasn't really scored that many. But aye, hat trick. Yeah, but they took the goals well. You can't really fault the finishing for Rangers. I think it's it's the one area you, you can certainly praise them for. So. Yeah, one was a bit of a gift. Jim Gillespie got an assist for that one. Oh, that, you sure it was just one was a gift? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the biggest gift. Uh, out the wall, I would say. Uh, the goalkeeper started that one off. Yeah. Uh, so I, moving on, we had the Hibs against Ayr. Uh, Hibs, the defending champion, still on course for it's getting close semi final. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully they lose that one, <laughs> uh, which we'll come on to later. Uh, looked like a pretty comfortable one in the end. Uh, I think uh, the air pulling a goal back to make it two one, maybe uh, gave him a bit of hope. But no, I think it was it was reasonable routine for Hibs. Some strike yeah. by McGuffey for the the goal that Air did score. Yeah, oh, yeah I, I would agree with that. Well, yeah, well, maybe. I think, aye, it, prob- it, it probably edges out the one that's in clear squad, but aye. <laughs> if I take my, my green tinted specs off. Yeah. But I think that the changing moment in that game at 2-1 was the sending off, but there's no question it was a sending off because it just gave Hibs, you know, <laughs> the, the full-time team, the part-time, I guess the part-time team, the extra legs to put um, in mid, you know, over the part to... Um, no, to utilise and 
they just took full advantage and it could have been anything more than three to be honest yeah it was, a, it, was a, it was just cleaned about and dialed <laughs> no, no doubt it was a red card it's a terrific record though Hibs have got in the Scottish Cup that's five semi-finals out of the last six seasons they must they, I mean I don't I have not checked to see but they must be the most consistent in recent years I would think so eh? I can't, I can't think of any other team that's been about five out of the last six Celtic maybe I'm trying to think what we've done. I don't think we've even managed that much. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, and given two of them, we're under Pat Fenlon as well. That's even more remarkable. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's getting a bit harsh now. Yeah. <laughs> Although he did take them to two finals, to be fair. One beating us, but hopefully that will change this year. Well, I mean, th- when this year's semi is almost the same as last year's semi, because uh, it was Dundee United against Hibs last season. It's- Aberdeen versus Hibs this season. So that was That's not the same. Three out of four for last season. Hibs and Celtic were in it the season before. We both lost because Hibs and Falkirk progressed to the final. Uh, Rangers, again, Aberdeen, St. Johnson, the United was the semi final before that. Because right, you've been quite consistent in terms of getting the semi finals. Hibs Celtic was the final in 2013, so. Well, it's done United and Falkirk with the defeated semi-finalists that season. Uh, the season before that was over Hearts Habs final. Uh, again, Celtic and Aberdeen. So, aye, Celtic have been in the semi-final, but it's often as Habs. It was one season we weren't there, but neither were Habs that season. So. Aberdeen must be four out of six. Um, the Scottish Cup. Um, maybe. No, I think this is our third in that period, but I think it's four. In fact, no, you might be right. 2011, 2012, 2014... In 2017, so four to a. Aye, because I've seen a few losing semi-finals in my time. Aye, that was the year that Celtic put you at both semi-finals, wasn't it? Yeah, we'll talk about that, Chris. Eight one in aggregate. John, we won't talk about that. No. Was was one not what four goals into half an hour or something? Yeah, yeah. we're not talking about that. Okay. No. Um, so I that covers Sardi pretty much. So Hibs, I going going good, good crowd as well. They got thirteen thousand over thirteen thousand, pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Sunday, Celtic were first up. Closest we got to scale. I know yeah. I said earlier about the Aberdeen party this show was close, or a closer game, but this is the only one we actually had any of the the, the four away teams take the lead. It could have been two as well. They could have gone two ahead. Yeah. Dembele, Dembele. I was um, I was fortunate enough to the game and um, when St Martin we'll come on to what um, Rodgers was saying afterwards about how they reckoned they were the, the best team we played domestically this season um, because for me St Martin were absolutely spot on with everything they did they were they were pressing in all the key areas they were lined up in a way that stopped Celtic getting anywhere near the 18 yard box whatsoever uh, I think the only person that actually let have any time in the ball was Boyata. Um, so, I mean, full credit to St Martin, full credit to Jack Ross. It's the second time he's been to Celtic Park this season, the second time he's caused all sorts of problems for us. He was there with Paolo in the, the League Cup quarter-final. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, they, they took their chance when it came. Uh, and then, like you say, they had, they had that chance in the second half where they barely sliced it onto his own bar. And for me, that was probably the big turning point because until that point, nothing seemed to be working for Celtic. We had a couple of shots uh, on a better day, might have went in. Um, I think it was one for Dembele. It, kind of, it almost bobbled. Uh, there was chances Mackay Stephen had in the first half that he was the ball kept getting left behind him. He, he uh, didn't exactly have a great game. I wasn't surprised when he got hooked. And, uh, Patrick Roberts came in. But when Dembele slices that and hits his own bar, it's the first bit of luck we had in that game. And it's almost as if that was, uh, OK, maybe this will be our day after all. And sure enough, uh, Lee Griffiths came off the bench. Um, we got the, the free kick for him getting taken out at the, the touchline. Patrick Roberts puts the ball in, which they equalises, and from there on it was a, a case of uh, uh, how long could St Byrne hold out at one each? Uh, about 60 seconds, as it turned out. <laughs> because uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put my hand up here. I thought Scott Sinclair's shot had took a deflection when I first seen it. And then I said, then I looked up in the replay. No, just it's just the way he hit it. Just floated it in the corner. It was a beautiful finish. Um, so full credit for that. Uh, so even at even at two one, though, St Mirren looked like they might 
causes trouble. And in fact, although there was only about 60 seconds between the first and second Celtic goals, there was still a chance for St Mirren up the other end of the park because the Scott Sinclair chance came from us breaking up the park. So even at one each, St Mirren were still up against, uh, were still trying their best against us. Even at 2-1, they were, they, were, they were given as good as they got. Uh, it's only really, it's only really when it goes to E1. Um, and Celtic did play quite well at Cavs at Mirren Open. Dembele knocked it in the net and at 3-1 that's pretty much game over because that's just got the cushion full credit again to St Martin they never gave up um, possibly the the one downside for them is the fact that the, the Lee Griffiths shot went in because I thought that was a bit, of, a bit poor for the goalkeeper but um, I mean they had, we had a couple chalked off after that as well I think they um, I, I wasn't sure why but yeah, as had been chalked off at the time but I seen the replay when I got home uh, and Dembele was pulling somebody's arm so I think the, the referee got that one right, uh, and the other one was just offside for Griffiths for when the, the, the initial shot never went in. So yeah, I, I mean, uh, Celtic March on, full credit to St Martin, can't really, really say much more than that. Yeah, I think um, in, in terms of, I know in the scoreline it doesn't look like the closest game, but there's no doubt it was the closest when you look at it, when you analyse the game, I think the score flatters Celtic a wee bit in the end, but full credit to St Martin, they, they came out with a game plan as you said, and that will give them a bit of a... That should give them a confidence boost getting into the, the league campaign because they've actually managed to claw back some of the deficit and they have a midweek game at Wraith Rovers this week so they might yeah. well take that encouragement in the next league game and I think, off a great escape. I think that Wraith Rovers game on, on Wednesday night is going to be absolutely key for them because two, one of two things could happen. They can either they can either go into that game and they think, well, we, we took on Celtic, the, the best team in Scotland at the moment, and we got all the plaudits and they... Like lose concentration and lose. I think if that happens, they'll be in trouble. If they can win that game, coupled with the fact that they beat Hibs in midweek before the Scottish Cup game, mm-hmm. that gets the gap down to two points. <laughs> and suddenly, they're within their sights. I think Wraith Rovers are only uh, a wee bit further ahead of that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, Wraith Rovers are only a point ahead of here. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. you're looking at two points to air, three points to Wraith Rovers, four points to Dumbarton. They'll have played a game less than Dumbarton even after they play Wraith Rovers. They'll play the game less than Wraith Rovers. So I think if they can win that game in midweek, it certainly uh, looks like St Martin might get out of it. And to be honest, I think if, uh, if St Martin can continue to play the way they did against Celtic, there's no reason they can't. Wraith are in terrible form as well. And they beat by air as well just last week. So yeah, I think the, the change of manager for them has taken a bit of time to, to kind of sink in. Whereas obviously St Martin changed their manager a while back now, so, so Jack Ross came in from that uh, and it's, well, There's been a couple of times we've thought maybe this is a turning point for St Martin and then they went out and lost, but I think uh, certainly beating Hibs was probably the big result for them uh, through the week there, because that was when Hibs would have stretched out their lead at the top of the table there and St Martin picked them off 2 0, so I think full credit for that, but. Uh, there's still work to be done with St Martin. I think the thing that probably helps them most is even after they play with Rovers, they've still got another 10 games left. So there's, there's time to call that get deficit back. Yeah, they've got, you, could, you could argue Dumbarton could get dragged into it as well because St Martin have got a couple of games in hand on Dumbarton. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, there's, there's maybe an argument for uh, Dunfermline getting called into it as well. They're, they're like, some are 10 points behind Dunfermline now haven't played the same number of games, but uh, if St Martin can put a wee run together and, and the teams below Dunfermline can maybe do something as well, then you never know. Uh, did you notice, sorry, did you notice an incident uh, in the Dumbarton game where one of their players actually walked off the park after an altercation with his, with his teammates? I heard about it. I, I, I heard something about that as well, eh? That was weird. Never seen that in a football park. So yeah, Gavin Gunning not walk off the park last. Aye, was aye. Was his not a case of him taking the ball home? <laughs> <laughs> Did he not take the ball with him as well? I can't remember. Sure, but he, last season at some point. Aye. He walked off the park. Don't know whether it was he was injured. He had an injury or what, but he didn't last much longer at Dundee United after that. Aye, he's having a dancing career, judging by that video Chris shared. Oh, for goodness sake, that was awful. <laughs> but I, I, I'm just reading the BBC report here. Dumbarton Stuart Carswell had to receive treatment after an exchange with teammate Mark Doherty as Nicky Clark scored four for Dunfermline. But it then goes on to say that he walked off. <laughs> Aye, Celtic safely through in the end anyway. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree with what John was saying about the fact that uh, for all the like St. Martin certainly were the it was probably the closest game of the four because St. Martin gave as good as he got. Uh, they were just just beaten by the the better team in the end. I think that kind of came out, but uh, they certainly gave a lot more than Partick Thistle did in your game. Yeah, well, moving on to that game anyway. Uh, first up, they could have. Uh, Bit of a surprise in the lineup because they all the talk during the week was that Hayes was going to miss it, uh, Reynolds was missing it, Jack was missing it. The latter two did miss it, but uh, I was doing a I was at the game yesterday on the way up. I was doing a sweepstakes. So I usually do a sweepstakes on the way up for first goal scorer. And it was that way. I kind of put down the players and then went. Wait a minute. I thought Hayes was injured. It turned out he was playing. So straight away, as soon as you hear Hayes is playing, that's always a positive, uh, which was good. However, the other kind of surprise in the lineup was Stockler coming back from injury, um, and he went into the starting lineup as well. So interesting that we decided to set up similar to what Partick Thistle set up and went three at the back as well. Um, at times that did change though throughout the game. So positives there. Uh, Ryan Christie was on the bench. He got left out after the game against Hamilton. Um, I thought Thistle actually started quite brightly. To begin with, Chris Erskine in particular was really good. Um, good few touches and my, they were getting a bit of a bit too threatening, but they were kind of looking all right. Um, but then I would say Aberdeen came into it. The McGinn volley, Cherney's save, that was a nice a nice moment. Yep. Um, but then I think after that, we kind of started get going, started kind of controlling things. And then ideal time to score just before half time. Uh, Shani gets the ball and Takes it really well um, to score. Doesn't score many, but, but it was a, a very fine goal. So that was pleasing just before half time. Um, probably changes the team talk a bit for Archibald as well, and as well for McInnes. Uh, I thought in particular, going back to Stockley, he played really well, linked up really well, a lot of good touches. Um, so that was kind of good. Paula as well, who came in. Uh, I thought Paula performed pretty well as well. He took a bit of rough treatment as well, off a few of the party Thistle defenders. Um, I think Devine ended up getting sent off. There was a few down that touchline in the second half. I think Devine and Keown seemed to take turns and just clobbering our players towards the end. Um, on our moments, the Considine strike without kind of, the, almost like a toe poke uh, that Cherney saved. O'Connor header, there was a Rooney header as well. So, created a few chances. Um, and the only real chance that Partick Thistle had was the Osman header towards the end, which he probably should have scored. I saw an other suggestion for that. He should have left it. Because if he, I, he I was, played he across was, the box. No, he, what, he was in a position where he was maybe just stretching for it a wee bit and that's why he couldn't keep it down. But right behind him, Keon's got a run at it. And if because he's behind him, it's going to drop right in his head and he can just pull it into the net. So it's possible if he'd left it, Keon would have put it in the net. Possibly, but I think um, other than that, I thought we were quite comfortable without being brilliant, to be honest. I thought it was quite a comfortable 1-0, and it could have been more with the chances that we did have in the second half, and it was mainly one-way traffic. I was disappointed with Thistle. Well, not disappointed because we get through, but I thought Thistle would have given us a better game because, you know, the three games between the two have been really close, and Thistle being unlucky not to take anything out of all of them. I thought it would be a tougher match, but um, they were really disappointing and um, although from us it was a good thing because we get through and you mentioned Chinny only second goal of the season I think he can score a lot more goals um, with the ability he's got maybe he will add more to his game a very good finish uh, he was by far man of match yesterday and maybe um, temporary coach uh, Tony Dock can have a word in Strachan's ear it's probably something to know that all- Probably something that all our midfield are guilty of that they could score more goals. Because um, I feel Kenny McLean with his ability should score more. I should add, uh, the game against Hamilton, Kenny McLean was terrific. Um, he was really good yesterday as well, but he's certainly grown into that kind of deeper role in midfield. Um, and then when Jack does play as well, Jack doesn't score very many, so... But, uh, but... You, know, you know, my biggest disappointment was for your game. Was, it, was the referee Craig Thompson? That's always a disappointment. Uh, no, I, I was just disappointed. He blew ten seconds too early. Off oh, her haze. Aye. 
because they'd sent the keeper up for that corner and it broke it apart and Hayes was left there running the only man in the arm uh, in the deposit first of half he blew up and even Hayes found it funny it's just what it run this never happened the fu- <laughs> aye the first half he blew up as well uh, when we would have had a corner but in the end it was quite a comfortable result um, yeah part of so Erskine after starting so well ended up getting subbed second half um, and Archibald to his credit he did try a few different changes to try and kind of get Tissot back into the game but it didn't work uh, we adapted our system whereby we kind of made probably more four at the back um, once it scored in the second half Johnny Hayes played more like a left winger um, as opposed to first half where he was kind of actually having to play more as a kind of left wing back um, so I feel that helped our game as well but aye through uh, comfortably in the end despite it only being the, the 1-0 scoreline um, so on the way back you're kind of wondering what time the draw was was it half five I think the draw was half five uh, BBC's coverage stopped at five so it was on Sky Sports uh, news so I had it tuned in Bertie Alders doing the, the draw is it Bertie Alders and Alex Smith Alex Smith yep Alex Smith the last uh, Aberdeen manager to take him to the trophy uh, should just add uh, condolences to obviously Tommy Gamble's family in terms of yeah. his death last week. Uh, just on the subject of very old. So the draw itself, try another Rangers Celtic semi final. Celtic Rangers. Celtic were in the heart first. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 probably the most boring draw it could have been possible. Um, oh no, it's great, sir. It's, it's great for you, aye, because you get the draw I wanted. Because as far as I can remember, we always seem to draw Rangers in the semi-final these days. Um, we talked earlier on about how Celtic and Aberdeen have been drawing together in the semi-finals quite a bit. We never seem to get Hibs in the semi, ever. Hibs are the team that wait for us in the final. And more recently, Hibs are the team that wait for us in the final and then we blow it. <laughs> it was twice last season we were in a position where Hibs were in the final and we were playing the semi-final the following day and lost. I well, we've not got a, re- a very good record against Hibs in cup matches recently. So, much as McInnes is, obviously it was a better draw out of three probably, but oh, I yeah, a tricky, a tricky tie. Uh, none of the, no, no matter who you could have drawn, it would be difficult. Yeah, I mean, so, you've got to consider that's the top three in the Premiership and the cup holders who are in the Championship. So, yeah. if you're one of the other three in the Premiership, you want the, the the team in the Championship, just because that's the obvious choice. So. I suppose, given the relative positions, the only way our draw could have been harder as if we'd drawn each other. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I was. Ha- I'm, I'm not going to lie. When I heard it was Celtic Rangers, I cheered not because we were getting hips, but because we weren't getting Celtic. Aye. I'll be honest about that because I just think Celtic are going to march on. Um, I would bet Hibs had exactly the, the same. Feeling, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As far as, as, far as Hibs yeah. are concerned, you know, Celtic was a team to avoid. Aye, you'd think as well the, the Beaks will be happy that Hibs and Rangers avoided each other after obviously what happened in the Scottish Cup final last season. Well, to be honest, Rangers were in the draw. There was nobody in that draw that Rangers could have got that they'd been happy about. Well, aye. Because <laughs> yeah. they don't particularly like us, they don't particularly like you, and after the, the one they had the trouble with most season, it was Hibs. So, it doesn't matter who but Rangers no one got. Likes them and they don't, but no well, one likes them and they don't care, so it doesn't matter. See for, see for people that don't care, they make a hell of a lot of noise about it. Well... <laughs> Don't press that them. Um, so I will see what happens in terms of when the games get played. Whether that will be the same as what they did with the, uh, the link up. Guaranteed. You'll be the same game Saturday. Your game will be the Saturday. We'll be the Saturday. Aye. That's just yeah. 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 And Aberdeen will be in both channels. Aberdeen I heard that. This was a bit that confused me. Is like the as soon as the draw was made, David Tanner told us that the, the Celtic Rangers game was exclusively on Sky, mm-hmm. and they'd have both of them. But that was the one they were having exclusively. So how do you even know that? Is that because if Celtic Rangers yeah. came out, that was always going to be the one that was exclusively yeah. Sky? Yeah, I think so. It's a bit well, of a strange yeah. contract that Sky get both games and BBC only get one, but look, Sky get um, just one to themselves and that's their first pick, but that's obviously what it's I would imagine. I would imagine it's probably Sky have some sort of agreement that yeah. it's, they get exclusive for any Rangers Celtic games. And that's the, they probably think, oh, well, if we do that, we're guaranteed we'll have that. Yeah. yeah, the only yeah. one they don't get was the League Cup semi, which yeah. BT Sport obviously had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm probably more odd. I hope the Aberdeen games are Sunday because I, I reckon if it's a Saturday, I'll probably struggle to make it. Nah, they'll bump, um, they'll bump so, the Celtic Rangers game on Sunday. They prefer Celtic Rangers games on Sunday. So the Poles will just step in a little. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. 
And to be honest, if they're both lunchtime, it probably makes more sense for Aberdeen to be Saturday anyway, because then the travelling support can actually make it. Oh, well, aye. Only just aye. Yeah, well, the last time Aberdeen Hibs played in uh, the CFL in 2012, I think there was 28,000, and that was a 12-15 kick-off. So yeah, I was there. Similar number. Yeah, Ronnie Fallon's goal is still one of the greatest moments I've seen that game. Yeah. One of two good things that. he's done in his career. <laughs> Not just at Aberdeen, just ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it certainly makes the, the weekend fixture uh, a bit more interesting because... Alright, it was a Celtic Rangers game anyway, so there was always going to be an interest in it, but ultimately, it's a, the league game is a case of Rangers are going to try and come to the end Celtic's run, and that was about all there was to play for. Now, there's a bit of a market to set down for the, the bigger game, the more important cup game. Aye, plus the question is, will Rangers have a new manager in place? Well, the, the, the talk is they're going to have somebody in place some point this week. Now, depending aye, you, on when... You uh, well, depends which what you need as to whether he actually wants a job or not. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know to pronounce his name, to be honest. So, uh, Apparently like, Gary Routes, Hill Talks as well. That's the name I saw on the BBC. Oh, on the BBC website earlier, aye. So, no, aye. I, don't care who they, I don't care who they get as long as they stay away from McInnes. I, I couldn't care less. Uh, well, Walter Smith seemed to think he, he was a choice because um, it was just a case of, oh, Rangers should just go and get him. Complete disrespect for Aberdeen. Yeah, is, uh, this, that's, said they would refuse any approach anyway. Yeah, uh, just couldn't afford them. Yeah, this is this is no. the thing that always annoys me though. There's just like they go on about no one likes us, we don't care. But it's it's that kind of attitude, that arrogance, is one of the reasons nobody likes them. So why 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 should Rangers be able to come along and say Aberdeen give us your manager when Aberdeen are currently sitting above them? When Aberdeen are a bit more established than Rangers currently, mm-hmm. but it, it would technically be a step down. For uh, Derek McInnes. Now, I think the problem is they don't feel that. Oh, no, they don't. No, definitely not. They still yeah. think they're the second biggest club in Scotland. Or no, they think they're the biggest club in Scotland. Biggest club, aye. So, wait and see. Still, the Rivers are going to go bust again anyway, so wait and see what happens to that one. Aye, well, that's it. Rangers have always gone bust if you read some blogs. Because the thing we were talking about yesterday as well was, like, where has Dave King? Has Dave King been at? Ibrits. He's been at the games. He, he spent about two thirds of that thirty million pounds he was going to give. Apparently, I'd love to know what on. It's certainly not improving the stadium. It's certainly no the playing squad. So maybe paying uh, off Mike Ashley. Could be. Well, they're paying I some. They're, they're paying off like the court fees for Charles Green. And I think it was Mike Ashley. There was a bizarre thing, bizarre thing I seen yesterday in the football gossip and BBC yesterday where it said that Mike Arsley was disgusted with what was going on with Rangers and wanted to put more money back into them. I was like, <laughs> surely not. That's, that, that's one of the daft things. I'm not a big, I'm not a fan of Mike Arsley whatsoever. I think he's a well, I'll not say what I think he is, um, but he does have the money to back him up. So Rangers are effectively chasing away the one guy who does have money, whereas Dave King, he talks a good game, but. You know, you've had your time well, pony up I think they just feel that their fingers have been burned before by so-called non-Rangers men um, and they don't want anything else but yeah no, if you suppose yesterday uh, Mike Arsley planning a 30 million takeover bid to see off Dave King and retake control as sports direct billionaire shocked at the state of the club suppose that was in the Sunday Mail I don't buy the papers anymore so I don't know, no, I don't know. Uh, bits and pieces I don't know whether it's just an online article but uh, but he wouldn't be allowed to own Rangers because he's he all, unless he sells Newcastle. And he's not going to sell Newcastle, is he? I wouldn't no. have thought so. But actually, it's, it, it's not so much he can't. But the the football league rules seem to be just they, they seem to have got around them somehow because it was foot, the the English Premiership rules didn't really have anything on dual ownership, whereas the football league rules did. So there was some talk about how we'd have to sell up one or the other when Newcastle were relegated. But nothing ever came of that. So, I don't know. But I think the only other thing that really comes into it is the SFA's rules and uh, what they, they let make us have, what, 9 or 10% or something? And that was as much as we could have. See, there's something similar there in terms of kind of club ownership. I noticed recently you've got uh, Red Bull Leipzig and Red Bull Salzburg. And both of them are probably going to qualify for the Champions League that season. Yes, but they won't both be able to play in it because of the, uh, with that. So. Seems a bit odd, doesn't it? You think, well, 
I know, I know money's ruining the game as it is, but you think, uh, step down like that's just, like, they've both earned the right to be there on the football yeah, pitch, no. so why would they not let them do it? It just seems very odd. Uh, no, so quite, there was an interesting article in World Soccer about it last, last month, because there there's quite a few clubs that Red Bull actually own. Uh, it's not just the two of them, I think, there's five or six clubs that they actually own. When do when we get Red Bull Rangers then? What was the other one that was doing around? Aye, well. <laughs> you wouldn't surprise me if it happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Things like that. If they own that many already, there's, there's no reason they couldn't. But then if they're going to have problems qualifying for Europe, then that might be an issue. It was. Well, while we're on the, the subject of Europe, I see uh, BT Sport have got the rights to the Champions League for a few more years. Oh, aye. In a small money deal. Yeah, just the 1.2 billion or something. Uh, I'm quite happy about that. I, I quite like BT Sports coverage. Uh, I especially like the the goal show you get during the group stages. Because if you don't have if you don't have a care of what teams are in it, you can just put that on and watch all the goals. It's great. And they're yeah. going to do a new thing. Is it from 2018-19 where they're going to have six o'clock fixtures and eight o'clock fixtures? So there's going to be oh, even right. more on TV yeah. getting shown. Well, uh, in terms of that, that's What's that? That might ruin the goal show because one of the benefits of the goal show is there's eight games on at the same time. So. If, if they split it four and four, they might only be four games on it. Ah, yeah, it doesn't mean no folk can see more live games. Yeah, if you're Which, if you're so inclined to sit in front of the telly, watch two games and do it one night. Somebody's got families. Somebody's got lucky to get watch one. Aye, yeah, tell yeah, me about it. People will watch something. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you're the real frustration of that is, anyway. I suppose the real frustration with that is if you're actually going to the game though, because if you've got a six o'clock game, it's a nightmare. It was the Europa League has that problem. Have you have you, have you ever been in? Oh, I was going to say, I wouldn't have got that far, have they? Like, see, when you got like the 6 o'clock kickoffs, Celtic had it a couple of years ago, but, but like, 6 o'clock kickoffs was just a nightmare to get to. See, well, I'd be happy just to go, if it was a half past three kickoff, whatever, <laughs> for an inch, I'd be like, well, I suppose, uh, we'll play whatever, just let it in. Sure. There's, there's but, other talk about Celtic and a couple of the, the big clubs from smaller leagues trying to get the UEFA expanded to 48 instead of 32 in the Champions League. Which would be Aye, I mean, it's in, a bit interesting to see how they, they, they planned that one, but I don't see it because the the big clubs will try to get me reduced to twenty four. I think at some point you see the big clubs, well, the um, elite clubs and the big leagues forming their own European league in some year at some point. Probably that's where it'll go eventually. They're just they're just waiting yeah. in the time that the efforts start to put their foot down, and then they'll be no, we're going to Messi, Messi. Well, yeah. Aye, it'll just be Spain, Germany, England, Italy, and you'll maybe get a couple of others invited to the party. I wouldn't be surprised if it was just day four. Maybe, maybe P- five. PSG. You've got PSG five big would, with big telly, that's it. P- PSG would probably get a bit in it as well, you would think. But Aye, France, that's uh, Moving on anyway. Aye, we should go back to the, What's that? We should go back to Scottish football and talk about you, the European game. Aye. So, we've got... Productions to be made. It seems like a while since we made productions. It's because we skipped the midweek ones last week. Aye. So, Saturday there's five fixtures. Sunday you've got the Celtic Rangers game. I've got. Uh, it, before, we, before we get to the Saturday game, Stan United Hibs is Friday night. Is that on BBC Albert by any chance? Is that not on BT uh, Sport? I think it's on BT Sport. BT Sport have got that. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Even well. That's got to be worth uh, it. Yeah. So, I have a game there. Yeah, I don't think I'll get uh, to see that. You you you'll get to see nothing this weekend. Exactly. Apart if you're watching the football, you're doing it wrong. Apart from that. <laughs> well, I know. Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm, I'm saying that, but when my stag did it, it was a Champions League final night, so we sat and watched it. That's part of it. That was good. Nice. I think I'll get I'll get to watch the old firm game um, on a recovery day. How much I'll see of it, I don't know, because I'll still be pretty hungover. But aye, that's about it for me. Um. So, I saw these fixtures start with the way my bookies got them. Uh, Partick Thistle against Inverness. Thistle are 37 to 20. The draws 13 to 5. Inverness are 16 to 5. So, Thistle are what, four games unbeaten in the league? Partick Thistle, I should say, sorry. Change the Sabato of the Thistles. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Inverness will go through a mini revival until they met Celtic, so. Um, I don't know they might, they might get a reasonable result but, last one. I'll say 1-0 one one oh, that ties nicely with the start I've got as well there's been under 2.5 goals scoring Partick Thistle's last 8 games yeah I don't see it being high scoring because they've, they've kept some decent clean sheets from what I remember so. 
Uh, John, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with a home win, uh, one nil. You got a home win, one nil. I'm going to side with Chris. I think one all as well. Um, with that one. Um, moving on, St Johnson versus Dundee. St Johnson are nineteen to twenty. The draws five to two, and Dundee are thirty-one to ten. I actually think that's a nice price for Dundee, considering so St Johnson home. St Johnson's home record, and Dundee have picked up a bit recently. Uh, uh, John, I'll let you go first. Um, I'm going to go with a one-all for this one. I think it was the idea of using this for the charity bit because I get both me and John are going to go for a Dundee one. Um, I will say two-one Dundee. Uh, I'm going to go for St Johnson nil Dundee one. With that one, um, next stop there is Ross County against Kilmarnock. So big game in terms of the. The fight to avoid relegation. County are ten to eleven. They draws thirteen to five, and Kilmarnock are sixteen to five. The fight to avoid relegation. They're afraid uh, to get in the top six, depending on what you're going. I will. Chris, what do you think? Um, I reckon two-one uh, Ross County. John, uh, I'm going to go one-nil Ross County. I think they're building their morale base win at Ten Castle. Uh, I'm going to go for one-nil. I think Kilmarnock have picked up a bit under. McCulloch much as lost the weekend um, you've then got Hearts against Hamilton Hearts 4-6 the draws 3-1 to one, and Hamilton are 21-5 to five. Uh, John I might be crazy with this prediction I'm going to go 2-0 Hearts I was thinking exactly the same thing because I would imagine Hamilton wouldn't defend quite as badly as they did against Rangers but um, no I think Hearts are probably due a win and uh, I hope Hamilton's just good a place to get it as any I I'm going to go for one now. It could be a it could be a pick for the charity. But I don't know. Would have been four to six. Pretty good odds for Hearts. Um, rare you got that at home probably. Um, last up on the Saturday, Aberdeen against Motherwell. Aberdeen are one to three. Draw is nine to two. Motherwell are seventeen to two. Uh, Chris. Yeah, two 0 Aberdeen. Don't see much else in that. Uh, John. I thought you were going to say seventy two there, St John. Um, no, I think Aberdeen. <laughs> I think Aberdeen will win 2-0 um, and I'm going to point out as well my best mate is a Motherwell support, supporter so hopefully Saturday the stag will trump the best man Yes uh, for, for that for that only though mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'll go Aberdeen as well uh, and I, I can see I'll go 3-0 uh, with that one um, so I Sunday you've got Celtic versus Rangers Celtic are 2-5 the draw is nineteen to five, and Rangers are fifteen to two. That is the most ridiculous odds I've ever heard for the Celtic Rangers. <laughs> it's pretty fair enough, though. I would say the bookies are the daft, but you never know. Stranger things have happened. Um, I don't really see. I think I don't. Like, I don't see like a five-one like we had the last time the, the two met at Celtic Park. But I think Celtic will win, and well, maybe be two-one. John. I think it'll be a convincing home win to be honest. I think Celtic will win three 0 I am going to go convincing for Celtic as well. I would say four one Celtic. I love we use a more confident man with us. Strangers defence. I think Celtic just too much quality. And to be honest, I think the pitch might even things up because I can I, I see what um, Brendan Rodgers has been talking about now. It was not the greatest of conditions at the weekend. Though. It's uh, it's needing a bit of a break. We've had too many home games recently. So, in terms of the Saturday fixtures, do you want to put Hearts in the charity bet? Four sets. Hmm. Hamilton are pretty awful away from home. They have not won away from home in the league. Hearts have won seven at home in the league. One prediction I was However, thinking for the charity bet, sorry John, um, was yeah. Arbroath at home to Clyde. Uh, Clyde New management recently. Uh, see, while we're talking about new management, um, and since we've been recording this, the directors of Cowden Beath FC accepted the resignation of head coach Liam Fox. So, um, whoever Cowden Beath are playing, let's not bet on that. Bet at Rangers. <laughs> right, let's avoid that with a plague. What about. Morton at 65 at home at Queen of the South? I know they're. Oh, my it's a light kick off in the Saturday now. We'll avoid that. Uh, 4 for 4 to 7 at home to Edinburgh. 
We haven't bet against Edinburgh City for a while, so maybe. Although last time we took far further, drew now that Hopman throws. Yeah, they did let us down. However, you could probably say that for a lot of teams that they've let us down this season, so let's not sing, let's not sing our far far. I love Hopman Stair Smear. We're running out of teams that could do last then. Yeah. See, thing is, the weird thing is, it's straight. Sorry, John. Um, it's at the stage of the season where it gets harder to take um, to predict bets, and we've been doing crap all season. So, I'm I'm seriously considering just rolling a dice, <laughs> throwing darts on my laptop, and picking a couple of fixtures. <laughs> Unless we want to just go for like some games where we think it'll be like both teams to scores, seeing as we can't predict. Other things. I can't think of that right. Well. <laughs> What's the matter of both teams to score? It was 2 0. Uh, That's right, Pat at Hamilton. Right, 4 for him, Edinburgh. I'd quite like to send that. I'd like to say 4 for what I've done before, but who hasn't? Yeah. Aye. It's not going to um, odd. It's a pick anyway. I'll go with my hearts at 4 to 6. Aye. Aye. I feel we'll be. I don't know. Do we just, it's nowhere that great odds, but... A, dub, a double in that's going to be terrible. I think we need a treble at that. I think so as well. Well, Arbroath, like Hyde McQuaid, what John suggested. Aye, what's their odds as well? They'll be crapping, no problem. Uh, so. Maybe. Let's see, Arbroath are... Oh, mind you, actually, Arbroath are quite decent odds, 3 to 4. Burns up a wee bit. This is a decent treble. Aye. So, while I'm getting the odds for day three, if we want to try and figure out first goal scorer, Greg Spence. Uh, I had a start. Who was the other played at the weekend? Was it Stranaer? Stranaer. Stranaer. So, their first goal scorer is meant to be their top goal scorer. And they scored first at the weekend. Right. Who was it? Malcolm? Aye. I don't, I don't even know what his name is, you know. Is it Craig Malcolm? Somebody Malcolm. I think it's Craig Malcolm. Oh. Uh, I mean, League One. Aye, it is Craig Malcolm. Aye. aye. League One, you've got Buchanan at Lovey. You've got McAllister at Peterhead. Who was sent off at the weekend? Spence at Alloa. Russell, who we put back last week. Uh, Ryan as well, I'm not sure who he plays for, however. Did, did we mention the fact that Ian Russell actually missed a penalty in that game? We never actually no, mentioned that. We didn't matter, but it was after I think it was 2 1 at the time. So. Right. Um, Star are at home, so if you better go for Craig Malcolm. They're home at Queen's Park, they're just directly above him. We could go for. Aye, why not? Oh, some, I think we've had him once before, actually. Aye, it's... it's Rings a bell. Makes it up a bit. There's at least a theory in my mind. <laughs> that does Aye. Aye, we'll go with that. Uh, odds will follow for that late in the week. Uh, the treble returns £45.83. Aye, sounds good to me. Uh, or nothing, uh, if you are. If it's us. <laughs> with that one. Let's try uh, to stay positive this weekend. Oh, pff, we need right. a win to be positive. Aye. It's just... Although we're positive, it's going to be crap. Aye. So if you're one of those yeah. three teams, congratulations, um, you're going to lose. <laughs> yeah. You might, all, you might all lose, to be fair. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But I think that probably concludes the podcast. I can't think of anything else that needs to be discussed. Uh, enjoy your stag, John. I'll do well, my best, thank you. And when's your wedding? Does that mean you... uh, five weeks on Saturday. <sighs> Not far away. I know. <laughs> Never that. five weeks on Saturday, who's playing? <laughs> Have you planned this battle? It. <laughs> it's the week before the Scottish Cup semi-final, so I'll be able to make that. Ah, that's, that's, that's important. Because the honeymoon's not yeah. the following week, so it's well planned. Oh, that is well planned, eh? <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll be back to the final, should you make it? Yes. <laughs> Aye, that is well planned. Uh, does that mean then you might not be able to win this week because you might be suffering still? We'll wait and see. I don't know what use I'm going to be because I don't think I'll get a chance to watch sports scene. I might be watching something else. Not by choice. <laughs> Strippers. 
<laughs> I don't think there's any strip clubs in Abbey Moore. Aye, but you, you can get you get the uh, midget stripper dwarfs. I've been threatened with that. That they can, that they can, hand, that they can handcuff to you. And, and tonight's podcast title is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I on that note, we probably should say cheerio. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> uh, you know, Jim would get away with midget dwarf strippers. <laughs> 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 <laughs>